Coming to you live from Parkview Studios, The Garage, this is The Brothers Ketchup, a weekly podcast for two brothers coming together to catch up. I'm Sal Biazzi. With me, as always, is my brother. Frankie Biazzi. I am depressed. Because Justin Bieber's face is No! Crooked. I'm actually not depressed. Uh, I just have a... I've, I'm getting too cynical, I think, these days. So, like... This week, I spent a lot of time on the social media, too much time, as I often do, and I'm starting to see things that I don't... Like, I'm just seeing things. Like, it's almost like when you look at a picture for too long, and you start to maybe interpret things that aren't meant to be interpreted. And over the last week, something has stood out to me in a lot of different comment threads on different topics and different avenues and media platforms and whatnot. And it's this notion... That peep that there are just too many people on antidepressants or pharmaceuticals for mental health issues that are diagnosed by therapists or uh, and not that I have any problem with people trying to better their mental health. I would but I have a, wholeheartedly agree. But what I really have a problem with is something that I didn't even start to think about until this week, and I started thinking about this exact thing. That is why I'm bringing it up right now, and it's that. A lot of these people share the same kind of experiences on these drugs where, like, before they take the drugs, they take it because they have anxiety or depression and they can't control their thoughts. And now I've been someone who's gone to therapy because I've had intrusive and meta-disturbing thoughts and all that stuff. So I'm not someone who does says, oh, I don't go to therapy or don't seek help. But people who are on these these pharmaceuticals who then say, like, oh, I have, I've had, I couldn't control my thoughts and then also I took the medication and it helped. But then I realized after so many days or weeks, it actually made things either worse or I wasn't sure if it were necessarily better because I realized I wasn't thinking or I wasn't feeling or I wasn't having these experiences. And then we look at all these shooters, and I'm not one to say, like, oh, these shootings happen because of the pharmaceuticals. But I am one to say that if you're someone who's got depression or anxiety or has trouble thinking clearly before you go on the medications, and then you go on the medications... And then the medications make you lose your attachment to the things that make you a human, i.e. your feelings. Maybe it becomes easier to then do something so diabolical or ghastly or heinous in terms of committing a violent crime. I don't know. But I'm just saying I've seen on social media a lot this conversation and it startles me that so many people are on these drugs. And it also startles me that so many people have the similar experience of then... Losing their ability to have emotions or feelings, which is kind well, of What's the whole point? Therapy these days, uh, not for everybody, but in large part, is more focused on like, oh, you have trouble thinking, let's turn off, let's turn off, let's the, turn off the thinking. Instead of like, hey, let's help you think in a more positive way. When I was struggling with my mental health and I, I for months and months and months, wasn't going to therapy and then I finally went to therapy... In my first therapy session, the first thing I told my therapist was, I don't care what happens, I, I'm, I'm not going to take any medication. Yeah. Because I knew, I knew instantly when I was going to make that decision. Like, I'm going to get better, but I'm not going to get better through medication. I'm going to get better through, through this, through talking and figuring out, behavior and figuring out what it is that caused this. And if you can figure out what caused it, maybe you can figure out why it happened and you can figure out things to prevent that and you can turn your thinking into a more positive direction and that's helped me tremendously now was mine as severe as maybe some other people who need medication maybe not but 
and there are definitely cases where people do need medication. Sure, absolutely. But I do think it's just a reliant thing at this point. And where my mind goes, and it's because, like I said, to start this conversation is I'm a cynic. Where my mind goes is, okay, pharmaceutical companies make a lot of money on these drugs. And mental illness and things like depression and anxiety are very hard to diagnose in a definite... It's not like you have a tumor, you know? It's you describing your feelings to someone and them interpreting your feelings and then saying you need this medication. So it's not necessarily a super exact science. Who am I say? I'm not a doctor. I don't want to give anyone faulty medical advice. But there's a profit motive, and then there's this kind of ambiguous sort of symptom and prescription situation that's going on in a field that has a track record that's not necessarily the best because we know things like lobotomy or electric shock therapy used to be what we would do for these patients, and now we think we're so much better because we are biased by our own, you know, modernity. So, like, okay, we're not electric shocking people anymore. We're not lobotomizing them. But what the hell are we doing with these pharmaceuticals that we're prescribing in mass to millions and millions and millions of people without ever stopping to ask ourselves, what's wrong with us, with our society, with our culture well, that's, that's what, causing this kind of I mean, that's dependency clearly, on that's a pharmaceutical? That's clearly the issue. The issue is clearly that's the, the world? societal impact. Yeah, for real, dude. Like, there's a reason why, like, if you talk to, like, older people, they're like, well, back in my day, we didn't have medication. Back in my day, we didn't have therapy. Back in my day, back in my day, we didn't do these things. And it's like, is that at what point? Maybe not, at yeah. what point do you cross that line of like, it is good to talk about these things and have open dialogue. And then the okay, we have too much dialogue, and we're everyone is. It almost feels like we're we're searching for problems. We want to have these problems. We want to be accepted into these groups. And I really do think that, unfortunately, right now in our society, with what the media does, social media, this is the age of mental health. Like, it, people are... And I'm part of it. Like, I'm, I'm 100% part of it. It's just where we are right now. And I don't know how it gets better, because everyone is so online, and I don't think it's helped. anything is... Absolutely, tremendously pushes it in the other direction. Not only does it help, it it completely destroys your your mental health. Kind of a tie-in. Look at what the news does. Did you see the story that came out this weekend about the Google AI? Yeah, I did. That computer claims to feel the emotions that other humans that I read online are claiming are taken away by pharmaceutical medications. Like, what the fuck is going on? At this moment in our history and time, humans that, can't feel. Remember that microwave feel. The microwave feels. Remember that microwave story? It was not real though. It was funny. It was a good story. Really funny. What, what do you mean it wasn't real? That wound up not being real. <laughs> well, it's not that it's not real, but like it was. The program was real, but the story is a embellishment. Okay, but I mean, this was actually a topic of conversation on Joe Rogan's podcast last week with um the physicist dude that he had on but they were talking about ai and like how i i legitimately don't see how it like when you talk about apocalypse natural disasters zombies famine ai ai to me is like the most logical way 
everything comes. Oh my god, dude! It's such a it's such a bad mm-hmm. idea. Here's the thing: as long as we're able to unplug it, it's fine. Yeah, but we're not gonna be able to unplug it for that much longer. You know? I don't know. That's the thing about this story that came out this weekend about the lambda, is that it actually. Now it's all I, it's all part of the soft disclosure. We've talked about this for years. How like they put these stories out there not because it's not because or you shouldn't read this story and think verbatim this is true. Whistleblower comes out and exposes what he believes is the latest on Lambda. Maybe that is the case, but the way I interpret it, or the way I would recommend you interpret it, is that you simply look at it and be like, Google at least has this. Google. At least, how much do you think of a problem like just like that is? Like we were ju- we just started this podcast talking about mental health and like what the societal impact. How much, how big of a problem do you see it that when a story comes out that there it is so plausible to think that this story wasn't written from a journalistic integrity standpoint of like I want to report on this, but instead there's like a uh. Well, we're reporting on this just be, to give you guys a little idea. I'll be honest because I've thought about that. Um, I used to, probably even like when we started this podcast, used to, would have said a lot. But these days I lean towards it. Actually, probably doesn't matter all that much because, ooh, because uh, I don't think it's been very long. I think it's been a long time since... That's ever even been a thing. I just think, but on today's, again, with the social media and everything, like, there's just so much information being given to people all the time that, like, I think that's why we get these situations with the mental health and the AI story where, like, you start to question, just, you start to question. The why? Why why is this story a thing? Who's writing this story? And you start to question Google. Like, well what else does Google have? You know? Yeah. Like That's a new thing. So I don't want to talk about too many too like we started this podcast off with like, oh okay, mental health and like, I don't want to talk about like heavy shit. Uh you do you do this every week where like you, you, no, no, you bring up the dark shit and then you yell, like are like, well, I don't want to talk about that. I don't know. You like every story you bring up is like, I didn't hear about that. Like I don't look at that. <laughs> like my my online reality these days is like gym TikToks, sports. Good. I only say I don't want to talk about that because literally I'm reminding myself. I'm not. Yeah. I don't mean to chastise you. I'm just saying like that's enough of that. Okay. That's enough of the serious stuff. Wait, you had something you wanted to talk about. No, I do actually want to talk about serious stuff real quick. Yes. I'm kind of serious about the Justin Bieber thing. Oh, shit. With his face. I mean, it's... He's got a weird face thing. And then... the virus. His wife, Haley... She had She had that... No, but she had that weird blood clot thing a couple months ago. Neither from the vaccine. And they're both, like, not from the vaccine. There's both things that, like... So, what a coincidence. Terrible for them. This vaccine is going to kill everybody. It's not the vaccine. How could you even say that? That's all I'm going to say. Anyway, uh, yeah, I do want to talk about a couple things. So, one of them 
How how you are on TikTok more than I am. Look, okay. I don't know if your TikToks. I don't know if you see what I mean. Clearly, you probably don't see what I see. Do you see like the trendy stuff, like the young kids? I don't know. What are they doing? Just like with what they wear. Like, are you familiar with like what are kids these days wearing? And Maybe. by kids, I'm gonna say anyone like around age like twenty to fifteen. With Maybe. the with like the shoes, like the crazy Yeezy shoes. The slides. Really haven't thought about it. The crazy design T-shirts. I showed you baggy the, jeans. I showed you the video of that kid with the heelys. Yeah, that's funny. But like, I was talking about. Well, if you don't know it, then I don't know. I just think that style. The mustaches are back. I think style, ninety percent of the time, for these kids, is done ironically. I don't think they actually think they look good these days. I think they're like. What's the most ridiculous outfit I could wear? And, like, it's going to be cool because it's ridiculous. Is that how you felt when you were their age? No. Okay, so then there you go. But I don't think it's the same. Like, I don't think this is... is. No, here's why. I don't think this is an evolution in style. I think this is... An evolution in personality? No, we've talked about this with everything, right? Remember the argument we had at the dinner table (laughs) years ago about Ariana Grande and how she's not real art? Fashion's dead. New fashion doesn't exist. We've come out... Did I say Aria Grande was not real art? Well, you were just making a... Well, yes. But you were just making a point that, like, there is no real... Like, you said any song she creates is not real. It's not real expression of art. Which I... Whatever. In the same sense. And I argued with you that, like, she's extremely talented. That, like, I don't think that's fair. Yeah, maybe I wouldn't have the same argument I had then now. But the point is, like... I don't know. I think, like, kind of style is kind of dead. We're just we're just wearing shit. The thing is... That is, ir- dead, that is b- subject... Frank, not subjectively. Dead, objectively bad. What's dead is Western civilization. It's been dead for 15 years, but now it's... Like, look, I've been saying it. I've been saying it. We're getting there. We're going to get through. And eventually we're all going to accept it. And it'll just be real... And what, Stop touching my better. computer with your toes. I like to do it, and it's no, our it's, computer. <laughs> it technically is, yeah. <laughs> so my toes are welcome on it. Uh, Western civilization's dead, but we were like a zombie. So like, we were so good and strong and powerful and great and all those things that like we had a good run after we had died, or like after we had been. Zombified. We're like, no, you didn't you know, even realize. You ever watch those conspiracy theory videos about like how the world's actually like been over for, like we've all just like we died been, in 2012. Like we've all just been living this out. The Mayan calendar ended, and actually the world ended. We didn't realize it. Y2K, the planet blew up. Yeah, and we've all just been living out like we are kind of all AI, and like we're just this is all just a manifestation. The simulation, of our- the power. In the building that the computer that runs our simulation went out. But it hasn't traveled through the wires in the building fast enough to reach the circuitry in our computer yet. So the last 8 to 12, 12 years have been like... Yeah, it's kind of like... We've been on cruise control. It's kind of like speed of light, right? Unfortunately... Like when the sun burns out, we won't know for 8 minutes or Unfortunately, whatever. we have cruise control that keeps you in the lane, and we were on a runway that was just completely straight, but at the end of that runway is a huge fucking cliff. We are... So, like... And I think we're, like, off the cliff. I was it's gonna say, I think like we're on the... the 
It's like Wile E. Coyote in the Roadrunner cartoons where he can keep going. Until, 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 until you realize there is no road underneath The you. economy was down 4% today. Eventually, the American population is going to look down and realize there's absolutely nothing. This is why I was so upset over the January 6th hearings. Because, like, literally there is nothing underneath us. And our elected it's officials like, why are do we, doing Why that do we shit. care about that? We are all going to die. Not to be pessimistic. This is a happy podcast. We'll be entertaining. So I want to move on to the less heavy stuff. What were we talking about? Uh, we can talk about. <laughs> we can talk about. Um, I, I'm my, I think I have a genius idea. Cool. What about baseball? This is about this? baseball. This is a baseball yes. Thing? There's a baseball discussion that's hot in the streets this year. I like it. Uh, position players pitching. Is at like an all-time high. You can like look back through the years, and 2018 is where it really shifted. <laughs> From 2017 through 2018, in 2017 there were 36 position players that pitched. 2018 there was like 88, and every year it's gone up. And Otani probably is helping. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> but the idea that like the second you're down or the second you're up, preserve your bullpen. Preserve your bullpen. Start pitching. Should we should we have the modest guess? Sure. So that's a problem. Yeah. Is because no one likes it. Some people do, but it's kind of lost the novelty because it's become... So here's my idea. How you fix this? You know how in hockey, they have the emergency backup goalie? Yeah. Baseball should have emergency pitchers. You have to declare You're a fan. You're a fan in the stands. And... Hey! You're a fan in the stands. And if that team decides that day, like, they're getting blown out and they're like... Now we want to we want to preserve our bullpen. You're not allowed to pitch your position player. You have to go to your elected fan, and that guy gets to come out and pitch. Uh, I think that's a great idea. Right, like that. I think that is an actual good idea. I think it'd be fun. I don't see there's there's no reason why they can't. The so, position players come in and lob the ball anyway. We're about to break a long-standing tradition on the Brothers Catch a podcast. Yeah, this will be great. Of no guests. Special guest appearance. You have to talk about Joe Biden. You have to answer for his sins. Alright, well, let's go find out what's going on in there. We'll be right back. And we're back. Thanks to the magic of technology, that was literally instantaneous for you, but for us, it was a very enjoyable hour. How would you describe it? I would agree. (laughs) It was very enjoyable. Uh, I did want to talk about another thing that makes me sad. Um, you know, we didn't talk about it last week's episode, which I thought was kind of funny, but I did turn 32 on June 3rd. That's right. And... Old. Yeah. And over the years of my life, I've realized, like, I pick up things, you put things down, you move, you move on from other things, you go back to certain things. And I've always been a gamer. I'm a gamer at heart. I like the game. You know what's weird? I wouldn't classify you as a gamer. For some reason, the the word gamer in my head, I feel like has been co-opted almost. By multiplayer gamers? By multiplayer competitive gamers. No, I think they are gamers. But I also think you're a gamer. It's just funny that my brain instantly goes, you're not a gamer. But you are. But for the last four years now, or however long it's been at this point... I've resisted. Maybe it's two years. I don't know. It feels like a long time. 
I've resisted the urge to spend hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars on a new gaming console to join I want, the modern era. Of I need a games. new console. And for a long time, like a year plus, like how long have the new has the new Xbox been out? It's been a while, right? So, so I think it's still less than a year for both the Xbox no, and it the can't, PS5. No, are you insane? It can't be a year. It's got to be like almost three years. The newest Xbox? The newest Xbox and the newest PlayStation. No way, dude. The newest generation of gaming platforms launched in like 2019 or 2018. No way. I mean, PS5 was released in November of 2020. Yeah, alright, so... That doesn't sound right. So we're, we're approaching two years. Yeah. Okay. So... I haven't played much video games in the last probably year compared to like I normally would play video games. But I've been doing other things. I've been playing disc golf. i got my guitar picking that up a lot more. Going on more walks. I haven't been a sediment, sedentary uh, sitting in front of the TV. But it's getting to the point where I can't hold out any longer because now there's starting to be real news on games that I care about. And one game in particular that I've been waiting for and have thought a lot about for so long that it almost didn't feel like it would ever be this close to actually coming out. And that's Starfield by Bethesda. Bethesda being the creators of Skyrim and the Fallout, the modern Fallout series. Uh, They're putting out a huge space RPG uh, that has thousands of planets and hundreds of systems and... The ability to customize your star bases and star fighters and all different stuff. And I think it's going to be one of these moments where, like, it could be defining for video games. Like, Bethesda is that company that every time they put out a game, it is important. But Fallout 76 was their last kind of big release and it was their first real flop. Well, that's what I was about to say. Is like, I think it's gonna go the way that every other big game developer is gone. It's gonna suck. So, Bethesda now. Every time there's like a big hyped release, it's bad. Starfield's been in development for like eight or nine years, and they finally now we just got the gameplay, and it looks like it's probably gonna be coming out in like the holiday season of 2020. Maybe like the early part of 2023, so like January, what, March, February. What do you think the last game that had like a bunch of hype around it that actually lived up to him was good was? Is it like GTA Five all those years ago? No, Witcher 3 had a lot of hype. It was good. Okay. Um, I mean, Fallout 4, I mean, nowadays people say that it's not as good a game as like they wanted, but at the time it came out, Fallout 4 was super positively reviewed, and I love Fallout 4. Um, that was only, that's only like four years old or five years old so like but in recent recent years a lot of the bigger games and it's highlighted by cd project red's cyberpunk although now people say that another reason why i want to get the new xbox is people say that cyberpunk is kind of good now so i'll get an xbox play cyberpunk until the new star seems to be like what's been happening is like things get released they're not good and then over time they they become good but that's not how it should be Correct. No. 
But it, that only happens in the video game world. Like, I don't know any other industry where, like... Well, you can't go back in any other industry and, like, redo your work while people are still using it. it, it that is weird. Like, they release things that are bad. And then they get okay. But it's by the nature of the video game industry and, like, this idea where you have to meet deadlines and make games to meet the expectations of the corporate board first and then put out the product to the fans second. And then once the fans get whatever you were able to shit out, you could take the feedback from the fans to make the game that they I guess maybe, want. like, TV shows kind of in a way. Like but they don't have as much leash. No. We kind of just talked about it the other night with, like, How I Met Your Mother. Yeah. Like, the ending sucked. Fans hated it. And then they released the alternate ending, and it's like, okay, we're fine with this. But. All right, Starfield. So it looks really, I, it looks I really want, good, but the, they had the first gameplay trailer. It was 15 minutes. And it's getting mixed reviews. People aren't sold. And that's because Bethesda dropped the ball at Fallout 76. And now, if you this game's You don't get the flop, benefit of the doubt anymore. They're owned by Microsoft now. Yeah. And the goal that Microsoft wants to happen... Like, this is a huge game. And they sell that $800 Xbox that has all the bells and whistles and the superpower. But they also sell the lower one. They want to eventually... Microsoft, Bill Gates, they don't want to be a console company. Microsoft wants to be a video game company that's primarily cloud-based. And they want to eventually just be streaming your video games to your smart TVs. They want to take the, the console, console away. Out, which is why I think like the launch of both the PS5... Dude, that's kind of sick. ...and the big Xbox... I'm very pro that. That sounds I, awesome. I, this is where you get into conspiracy land, because like it all kind of played in... All at the right time. Like, COVID changed everything. Wait, so, like, even video games are a conspiracy now? Yeah, dude, because that you can't get the chips to make these consoles anyway. True. You, can, you can't really go anywhere and buy the physical big Xbox at any retailer for the, the sticker price. You have well, to yeah, go on that, the secondary market is true. and scalp it. That was the problem when the, they first released. So it exists, but you can't... Any average person really only has one option. It's the streaming console. But everyone who gets the streaming console says the same thing about it. It's really good, and it's a good value. And you know what? Maybe I don't need the really big Xbox. And I think that Microsoft kind of found a way, maybe by fortune or by fate, you know, like they found a way to, to convince people that you could stream a game like, I don't know, like Starfield, which is going to be huge. It just sounds like that's the it only thing. It sounds impossible. It sounds impossible. But, but they don't believe it is. And they would know more. Are they using blockchain? I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> yeah, that's that's really interesting. I like that. I've never even heard of that idea. I didn't know that was like a thing. But I'm, I've been out on video games for a while. Um, but it's funny because I have been thinking the same thing. That I think I want to make the step and get a PS5 you should, at we some should. point. I should get the Xbox, you should get the PS5. Because the newest Call of Duty... When it releases, I'm buying it. I haven't bought a Call of Duty in three years. Very proud of that. I want the new one. It's called Modern Warfare 2. It's not a remake, but... Costco runs the deal on the Xbox with the Game Pass. That's a pretty good deal. And then you get access to all the games that go stream. I know. So am I making a mistake going PlayStation over Xbox? I... I'm not the right person to ask about this because I I'm getting... I fucking hate that Xbox controller, though. I'm getting Xbox because of Bethesda, really. 
I wanted to go PlayStation. But I'm probably going to end up with both because eventually I think KOTOR... They're so expensive to end up with both, though. Well, the streaming... The Model S with the Game Pass, I think is like around $300. So if if I do that now and then eventually get the PlayStation down the line... Do you think it's weird that like there's only two consoles? Alright, three, if you want to count Nintendo. But there's only like three consoles. I think Nintendo of all the consoles... Are the best. They get it right the most. And well, I never games are just that. fun. But here's where... It, it used to be like a new console meant you were upgrading your graphics. And you were upgrading like how big the game could be. But in reality, in the last two or three cycles of new consoles, that's not really where the improvements have come from. And it's not where the focus of It's also weird that Microsoft there's so many years are. in between yeah. console releases. What Microsoft and Sony have prioritized in coming out with new consoles in the past have been things like... Getting you to be able to buy games directly from your couch and how to store or get games to be big but small. Meaning like... Compression, baby. And that's what I'm talking about with the future. Microsoft thinks that they're close to being able to stream any game, no matter how big, right to you at 60 frames per second in 4K. That's a crazy leap in technology. I don't know, man. They're so expensive. Look at the Xbox like, we're, Model We're S. talking $700 that's for PlayStation why, 5. That's why I think the Xbox Model S with the Game Pass is the best value. I think there's also a, a cheaper version of the PlayStation 2, but I don't know how it's good. So I'm the Xbox be. Series X is 489 Is that with Game Pass? I don't, I don't know. I think it's just... And they're all up in price since they were released as well. As I mean, it's got bad reviews. That's the big one. It's got 1.8. But we want the Model S. Oh, Model S. I put in Series X. Yeah, Series S. Oh, it's this little thing. That just streams games. Oh, that there's thing's no, cheap. There's no disc compartment. Two eighty nine, and it comes. There's a deal where you get Game Pass too, so you get access. Oh, to I'll, all the online I'll probably games. just get that because, like, I think I'm gonna get it too. But it's only five hundred and twelve gigs. The idea is you're that's not, like one game. The idea is well, you're, you're not, not storing, storing the game. You're gonna be streaming it, a lot of the game. But how is it saving your data, your progress in games? That's where Game Pass comes in. X Microsoft is going into the street. They have like a Netflix service for every one of their. As soon as a video game's released, this make this makes sense though. Like this is the logical step. Like think about like my biggest issue with the PlayStation Four is like anytime I want to play a game, I have to delete another game. Yeah, because it can't. I don't know how it happened. It can't hold more than two games, games at a time. Games are huge, and there's not enough memory to store them. It's crazy. They're bigger than movies. Yeah. Well, in this idea, like you would get your three years free of Xbox Game Pass. And then any game that's released... Not any game, because some games aren't released at the same time they're released physically onto Game Pass. But like Starfield is going to release, I think, simultaneously onto Game Pass as it comes out. Like You could buy it at GameStop... Or you could just play it through your Game Pass account, streaming. 
So then you're not even downloading the game. Do you have to pay game. for the game? No, you're paying a subscription. That's why Game Pass is different. Game Pass means you never have to buy the game. You just stream the game and you pay the monthly fee. And I can play all the games. You can play all the games. No, that sounds pretty good. That's what Game Pass also, is. Also, it's under $300, which... So if you get the system plus the three years free of Game Pass, then you're not even paying the monthly fee for Game Pass. You pay it all up front. You get three years of unlimited... I mean, it's a pretty. it sounds pretty sweet. But it's a crazy radical departure from what video games were even just a handful of years ago. And what I even thought was possible. You get 24 months of Game Pass. That's a lot. That's your all-inclusive pass to Xbox. Get an Xbox Series X or Xbox Series S console and 24 months of Xbox Game Pass for $24.99 a month for 24 months. That's a lot a month, though, when you pay 25 a month. But if you're someone who buys a video game a month, like sometimes that there are stretches I'll go through where I do buy a video game a month. Now usually I look for deals. Like I'll buy games that have been out a while, or games that are on some like special or whatever, and I'll buy a, or a used game. <clears throat> so I'm not spending the whole sixty a pop. But if I want to buy a new game, let's say I wanted to buy Elden Ring when it came out, you know that's sixty or seventy dollars a pop. So if you're doing it through Game Pass instead, then $24 a month isn't bad. Hmm. Very interesting. I don't know. I don't know, man. I just think... I just think gaming consoles... Out of all, like, the tech have taken the least... They're the least impressive. Yeah, like, think about, like, where phones were when PlayStation 1 was out and where phones are now. But that's why I think what Nintendo's done with the Switch is really great. Because it's, Cause it's, it's innovative. Lot, it's really different. It's innovative. Fun. Yeah, play it on your TV. If and then, anyone can pick it up and And then pull something. it off your TV and go outside and start playing it as a tap. Like, I don't know, like... And the motion, the motion control, yeah. how it's integrated, the touch screen, the... Yeah, it's really... But Nintendo cool values device. fun more than, like... Anything else. Yeah. And we know what Microsoft values. Vaccines. Children blood. Oh, yeah, that too. <laughs> Mostly that. <laughs> All right. I mean, what about, What else do you want us to talk about, really? Not the, we we hit it all for you. We hit it all for you. You got video games. You got gay people. You got... <laughs> gay people. I don't know what else we're talking about. That's about it. But we're very positive about everything. And we don't regret anything. We I thought it would be a good title for this episode. Video games. But you spelled games. G-A-Y-M-E-S. <laughs> no, it can't be that. Video games. No, because only the most dedicated will even hear that conversation. Alright. Alright.
radio's mud. Don't think those are the words. I don't really remember the words, so it's just kind of improvising. That song's... That's a good song. Every song's a country song. What? Every song's a country song, like uh, the Justin new, Bieber song. Is that new... Oh. That kid that recorded Like, that. any song is any type of song. There is no genre. Correct. But see... It's too soon to say this. But I feel... This is how I've been feeling all week. So well, technically it's, just, it's not too soon. This is... It'd be too late, yeah. honestly. It just comes out naturally now whenever I hear something like that. It's like, oh, I, there's no such thing as genre. We made everything up. There's no such thing as anything. It's well, all... I just mean in the sense of, like, I believe, like, there's a genre. But, like, if you, in during the writing process, you can write something with the intention of it being a country song. Yeah, it doesn't matter. But all it takes is to throw a beat behind it and sing it in a different way, and it's no longer Language itself is pretend. What are we even doing? Why are we, do- why are we putting up with this charade anymore, Frank? We go to work. How stupid is that? Yeah, no, it's dumb. The only work you should be doing is the work it takes to keep you and your family alive. But (laughs) some would argue that's normal work, though, right? Because you need money. (laughs) Yeah, but that, well, there we go. Here we are. Money's dumb. (laughs) Did you see about Japan's currency today? Well, like, everything's invented. You probably haven't seen it. No. Japan's been getting rocked with everything. Why? They're one of, they're kind of, I, I see, I, we're going to be in the weeds in economics, and I'm going to say things that are, like, not exactly true, but trust me, this is a post close anyway. enough. Japan's, like, in the grease boat now, where, like, they've, were, they've run their debt up to the point where they have no value in their, any money. So, like, I, the last I checked, the yen, the Japanese yen, one yen is equivalent to point zero zero seven U.S. dollars. Let's move to Japan. Which is, which is, dude, that's less than Doge. That's like a hundred times less than Doge. What? One Doge is a hundred so times more valuable. To, if we move to Japan, are we rich? I mean, kind of. But, like, everything there is very expensive based on their currency. So yeah, like, but... But not wild. It's so like Japan's just the latest modern country. Now, the problem is... And I, Didn't this just have... Wow. Point yeah. oh seven four. That's what economic collapse looks like. And now the problem is we're very intertwined with a lot of these countries. And as we see, like, Western... Now, Japan's an Eastern country, but it's a Western economy. Like, it's integrated very closely with the Western other Western economies. So, like, it's, it's only going to be a matter of time before this hits a lot of more established nations. And when, I, gonna, when I win... We start feeling it. My Tua Aaron Judge MVP par- parlay. I'll have four million thirty thousand yen. <laughs> it's pretty good. I don't know what I'm gonna even do with all that yen. How much yen is like? Do they drink milk in Japan? How much is one gallon of milk in Japan? How much yen is one gallon of milk? But this is gonna happen all over the world. Like these economies are just gonna start falling. Yeah, milk is 216 yen. Yeah, it's a lot. That's a lot of yen. But actually, it's not that much. Well, is that, well yeah, let's go on. Because like, each one is .007 US dollars. So now here's the thing. As the Yeah, it's actually pretty cheap. It's $1.61. Yeah, sweet. There you go. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> Dude, that milk's cheap. That's, two, that's less than $2. Um... Rice, all right, rice is 2,224 yen. 
An interesting thing happens, though, when these other countries' currencies go to shit. I don't know. The rice is expensive. That's that's seventeen dollars. I spend less on rice. When these currencies go to shit in other countries, what it does is it drives up the value of the U.S. dollar. So even though we're inflating, if you look at the U.S. dollar index, we're like really we're like strong today because we're the only all the currencies of the world pretty much except for like Syria, which is why we're trying to like bomb them and like uh, Iran and maybe Russia. Everyone's currency outside of that is pretty much fiat and pretend. So of all the fiat currencies, we're the one that has the most value. So when the other fiat currencies start to get blown up, the investors of the world, the billionaires and the bankers, go to the U.S. dollar and they say, well, we need more dollars because at least dollars still are something. Which is nice. I mean, I'm not... So like Listen, it's inversely world, world good. economics are not is definitely not my. It's temporarily an inverse win for the United States to watch Japan's economy. But it's crumble. not a win. It's more just like a. It's, it's a like a. It's like a win negative. by. It's a it's temporary like, boost. It's like the AL Central, right? It's like yeah, you sure you won your division, but like you all suck. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. You know, it's like none of you really. We're the strongest of the fake currencies. Yeah. So we'll probably be here the longest. Yeah. Which is good, because who knows how long that is. It could be a long time. Probably not. Dude, a Couple hamburger? Weeks. You know how much a hamburger is? Seven bucks. It's 180 yen. So, I mean, that's got to be, like, less than a dollar. That's awesome. Is that just a patty, though? Like, what is that, like... Also, everything's in metrics. I don't know what... I don't know. I have no idea what I'm... Although, doing. eggs are cheap. Ten eggs, 222 yen. So, I mean, that's, like, a dollar sixty. It's pretty good. Yeah. So, good news, the yen is collapsing. Sorry to everyone in Japan, it's bad news for you. Uh, I hope James Corbett has his accounts in uh, USD. He's fine. <laughs> you think that guy's worried about the economy collapsing in Japan? Oh my god, dude, I lost my longhorn. Did I tell you that? Yeah, you did. I haven't got it yet, but I just called the disc golf, of course. I knew that was only a matter of time before I couldn't find that disc, because it's camouflage color. That's like my wraith. It's the color of the ground. Whoever dyed that was like this these are good colors leave brown and green don't lose it in the woods where disc golf is played um so yeah that's the economic situation yeah i mean it's not great i guess meanwhile did you see the stock market today bad oh my god it's like every day is a new murder just keep pumping money into it eventually it'll turn around trust the u.s economy over time being good, and honestly, if it, it never comes back, I'm telling you, there's gonna be you're gonna have worse issues. Yeah, exactly. Cost averaging is important. Yeah, like you need to buy during the lows because inevitably you're buying at highs. So buy now, and when it comes back, you're gonna be in a good spot. And if, like you said, if it doesn't come back, dude, if you're Hope worried you're about guns. the couple thousand dollars you pumped into the the stock market, I was talking to I was talking to in-laws today about oh yeah i'm just in my bed sleeping you hear me coming and talk about guns and all of a sudden there's like i hear strangers and I'm, i was like i was like just in underwear and i was like oh <laughs> so i better shut these we doors in, we were in the gun closet um but you probably didn't think i was home i didn't really care okay <laughs> uh but i was saying like dude 
you can have a savings account or an IRA or a CD or whatever. I buy ammo <laughs> in, in bulk and like silver. I, I, mean, I mean, I do the other things. I don't bit. disagree. I mean, I think ammo and guns are just as important <laughs> as anything else you could I, be investing how in. How much will my one bullet be in six months? More or less money? I'm going to go with more. Yeah, that's the thing. Is like You don't have to use it. You can sell it. <laughs> so, the world is ending slowly, and no one realizes it, but we've been saying it for it's literally a It's ending so decade. slowly that it's not ending. That's the problem. It sucks because everyone wants the collapse to be, like, an immediate thing, and it's going to be the most gradually painful. It's like, it's like watching paint dry or grass grow. You know it's happening, but you can't see it moment to moment. I don't know. I'm kind of... I don't think it's actually going to be as bad as I once thought it was. Well, not if it keeps going Because like I, this. that's what I'm saying, right? Like, if it's going to happen like this... Someone's going to do Someone's... Something. Like, it's going to... It won't happen. Do you see... What do you think of the Patriot Front guys that got arrested? Should we talk about that in the main part of the podcast? I don't know what you're talking about, so... Yesterday, you didn't see a story? No. 30... You pa- act like I see things. It was all over. All over what, though? In Idaho, or Iowa, or somewhere like that, 30 guys, you know, in the matching khaki pants and blue jackets with the masks, mm-hmm. were boarding into a U-Haul when they were busted by the police. And then there's all these photos of the arrest, and everyone's like, wow, that's the most suspicious-looking mass arrest of people. The whole thing just is so... Well, they're probably FBI agents. They look... Well, the one kid actually had a blowhorn, and on the blowhorn it says FBI on the side of it. But, like, everyone's like, well, it's probably just a sticker. Who the fuck does the F- Yeah, because that's, <laughs> yeah, that's... Those it. those are the stickers yeah. that those guys like. The FBI! <laughs> we, don't you know that's part of our main focus, how much we love the FBI? <laughs> Want to promote it. <laughs> Fucking dummies. And they all wear the khaki pants and the blue jacket because they all already have that. Yeah, they're like, <laughs> just go in your closet, whatever you got. Something we all have. What about the khaki pants that we all wear to work? <laughs> Uh, do you have a jacket where the FBI is worn off? Wear yeah. that one. Yeah, wear that one. It's such a joke. Wait, look at those pictures. Patriot Front arrested yesterday. It's so hard to take seriously. They they were ties to a white nationalist group and planned to riot at a pride event. They got arrested planning to riot. Dude, Supposedly. Not for also, who plans to riot? Just fucking go riot <laughs> if you're gonna riot. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, are they allowed? You're allowed to protest. So, like, even if they're white supremacists or Nazis or whatever, they're allowed to show up in a group and protest. Did those? Did they explicitly go like, all right, when we get there, let's make sure we break shit. I've been and seeing, hurt people. I've been seeing lots of videos from the pride parades. Some weird stuff goes on at those pride. I've parades. I've got weird takes on, on pride, and I'd see, rather, I'd rather say it now in the post. Did than, you see the Lockheed Martin float at one of them? That cracked me up. No, but that's hilarious. Did you see the fucking video I put on my Instagram story? Ryan Long, no. his video about. It's it's fucking great. It's about the CEO of Lockheed Martin. He goes, "We're taking Pride Month seriously this year." <laughs> I'm gonna be sucking one dick every day for Prime. But, um. Yeah, like. I'm scared to say this, because I don't wanna come off as, like, a hateful person. I don't think I am. I don't think I have any 
ill will towards anybody. I like the way you're, preface, you're prefacing it. Pride is gone. <laughs> like, if I'm not gay. But if I was gay, if I was just like a normal gay dude, I'd be so fucking annoyed with I where it's gone. It is. Like, just being a normal gay person now is like, you're such a square. Like, if you're not trans, if you're not cu- dyeing your hair, and... If you're not in if a you got, polyamorous relationship... Yeah, man, it's like, weird. Like, you, I don't... I don't know. Maybe, like, I, I don't have my finger on the pulse of that community, so I don't... Maybe I'm, I'm probably wrong. We've said it on this podcast before how that was the slippery slope argument that Grandpa used to talk about, Pop-Pop, and how it proved me wrong, because I used to be like, that's so dumb. And now I'm like... I mean, hard to argue. <laughs> it was like, all we want is to get married. Kink in the streets. Yeah, man. <laughs> Which is fine. I mean, whatever. A male with tits grinding on a police officer. With children behind children. them. That's, that's what we want. need. It's like, well, I don't okay. know if that's... I don't know. I don't know if that's it. But I mean, the, who am I to say? I I'm not against it. Them. I'm not against it. I like it. I'm just pointing out Here's that, like, I, if... I, how I would feel if I was just like... You're run-of-the-mill, like, gay dude. I'm not a conservative Christian, but I've now got... See, this is what the lefties don't understand, I think. One of the many things they don't understand about where we come from. Because, like, we're not conservative Christians. But, because of our political experiences, I think now we understand that side of the argument as well. Like, we used to understand... Yeah. The left, and now I'm kind of like, well, I get where they're coming from too. You gotta see. So you gotta see how like they don't want if that. If I were a conservative Christian person who were just kind of casually trying to raise my children in America, and I've lived the last thirty years of my life, I will recognize the harsh, steep transition away from like also. I always found it ironic that it's, like, Pride Month. And, like, we know that Pride is a deadly sin. It's, like, too much pride. And then we're talking about shit that's, like, in the literal Bible. Like, if I were a conservative Christian, I'm a Christian. I'm a Catholic. I know my scripture. But, like, Sodom and Gomorrah, like, we're at the point where too much of our society is gay. Like, not not to, because I'm, like, against gay people, but I mean, like... I... Just in terms of, I like, don't want to go there with it. No, but I'm just talking about, like, if we look at... All the civilizations, we got ancient Greece and ancient Rome, they all have gay. Like, gay's a part of all this stuff. Like, it's not new. In in England, they used to dress up on stage. The men would go on stage and they'd play sure. all the women's roles. Like, it's not uncommon for this to happen in societies. But I think, like, when a society goes too far in one direction, it brings bad things. And not because there's anything inherently wrong my, with... My, my point is just this. Like, on YouTube, yeah. there's, like, ads for, like, pride. Mm-hmm. Because it's Pride Month. Fine. But, like, all the people in those commercials are not... I, I don't have a better word to use than normal. And I don't <laughs> mean normal, normal to offense. But, like, yeah. there's no, like, just normal gay people in those ads. It's, like, these really... Ag- not aggressive. Uh, what's, what's Dude, did you fi- finish your stupid show that you made me I'm watch? almost. I have two episodes left. The gay shit with Christopher Walken and John Tur- Turturro. Who, by the way, I didn't know John Turturro was Nick Totoro's brother. So, uh, a little interesting fun fact. Makes sense. How how many years apart are they? I guess a bunch. Nick, well, I guess Nick Totoro's not that young. But they're 
brothers. Yeah, that that every time one of those scenes happen, it not is that, a little weird. Not that I have a problem with it because it's fine in the context of the story, but I just think that if we're setting up, they like the other side. It's an allegory, like sure to hell, to Satanism, is what my take is. But the other side of it, the other side of the story, I was like, well, when there's straight relationships on TV, it's just in your face. So like you don't, and I. And I want to see the, the juxtaposition. Like, obviously, there's a difference. So, like, when two old men are canoodling on screen, there's an element to it that kind of sometimes takes, I don't know, takes a different impact on the audience. I don't know. I, my, I don't, I don't like romance in any show ever. I don't think... You don't want romance. I don't think there's ever been a story that is that's this is a wild take and it's not true at all. But I'm gonna say it anyway. <laughs> there's never been a story that is, has a positive impact from any relationship. I don't need it. So it always takes away from the good parts of a story. I don't need love interests. Bring it up to say it's just awkward watching Christopher Walken and John Turturro. Like, but how much of that is just because like they are just like two older actors who clearly aren't gay yeah like it's weird it's just weird like it doesn't feel (laughs) natural but i also think that's kind of the point though like nothing in this world is supposed to feel natural so like maybe um but like compare it to brokeback mountain which i've seen and don't think it's like an appalling film but like there's just a difference in the dynamics like sure is it it's because those are young good looking is straight people is straight people like kissing or being in romance on screen in your face more? Yes. Is there a different impact on everything that happens when the relationship dynamic changes to something so much more taboo? Whether or not you want to say the taboo is justified or I don't think it's I don't think it's that it's taboo. Alright. What do you mean? You have very different opinions on this. I'm just trying to say one thing and you keep taking it a little step further that I don't necessarily agree with. I don't. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I don't. I don't think. I'm not saying there's anything. When wrong I with watch it on TV, I'm not like, ugh, like this. Like I don't think there's a different impact of it. I do. Too. I definitely think there's a different impact. I don't. Okay. I just look at it and I go, these two men should probably aren't enjoying this scene. <laughs> but like they're but resting their heads on each other. But that's a different impact. The weird thing to me is more just like, I. You ha- they have to be more in your face about it because the subtleties aren't... Are jarring. No, no, no. Like, the subtleties don't... You don't know, right? If it's a man and a woman... It's like, oh, And their hands touch. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's like okay. When it's just two men's and their hands touch, I didn't know if they were going in the romantic direction. I was like, oh, that's... I was like, that's kind of weird. Like, are they just, like, really, like... Why are they all I legitimately, when I watched that episode when they first touch hands, I just thought, like, oh, in this world... There's not a lot of touch. And, like, it's just nice to have, like, a friend. Close. Once the relation went, I was like, I was like, oh, okay. So I think maybe that's it. That's so funny. That's where the difference is. Nothing wrong with homosexuality. I just, look, the whole thing, pride cometh before the fall. It's just kind of a little, if I were a conservative Christian. I just think we need more. I just understand where they're coming from. I just want more representation for, like. Normal gay people that I know are out there because I know them personally. I don't know about normal is the right word. The trans people think they're normal. I think they're normal too. They're normal. Sure. Unless I, you know what I want to talk about? 
At some point, we do have to start the podcast. You're right. All right, we'll start the podcast with what I want to talk about. Okay. <laughs> Good not podcast. 